Welcome to St. James Parish in Wilmington, North Carolina. You can learn more about St. James on our website at stjamesp.org. In the first scene of the third act of William Shakespeare's play Hamlet, there's a very famous line. I suspect many of you would recognize it right away. I bet some of you could even start it for me when Hamlet says... To be or not to be? That is the question. Whether tis nobler in the mind to suffer the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune, or to take arms against a sea of troubles, and by opposing, end them. Hamlet's internal debate on display, and simply put, is whether he should continue to live or not, to be or not to be. Certainly a critical existential question but actually not the most important question we are called upon to ask ourselves, at least according to our gospel, really according to Jesus, the primary question is not to be or not to be, rather it is to believe or not to believe. To believe or not to believe, that is the question. It's a late December day in Jerusalem, Jesus is walking in the portico of Solomon. In a different translation, it's called Solomon's Colonnade. That's the old and revered part of the temple, the place from which the great kings of Israel would offer their wisdom, render their judgment. As usual, Jesus is drawing a crowd. According to John, Jesus has been in Jerusalem for a while now, since the Festival of Tabernacles. That was back in chapter 7. There are about two months between the Festival of Tabernacles and the festival described today, the Festival of Dedication, which we also call Hanukkah. So Jesus has been in town for about eight weeks, teaching, preaching, healing, and his presence, as you would imagine, has stirred up a lot of local discussion about him, his identity, his origin, and most especially, his authority. At this point, people in Jerusalem have very different things that they believe about Jesus of Nazareth. Some believe that Jesus is, well, crazy, or at least possessed. Chapter 10, verse 19, he has a demon and he's out of his mind. Why listen to him? Some believe that Jesus has crossed a religious line and deserves to die. Chapter 10, verse 31, where they accuse Jesus of blasphemy, because you, a mere man, claim to be God. Some believe, though, that Jesus of Nazareth is the Messiah. Chapter 10, verse 20, these are not the words of one who has a demon. Can a demon open up the eyes of the blind? You see, that very thing has just happened in chapter 9. Do you remember Jesus has just given sight to the man born blind? And now we're in John chapter 10, where Jesus spends the first 21 verses of the chapter talking about sheep. Here he describes himself as the good shepherd, the one sent to lay down his life for the sheep, the one protecting them from the robbers and the bandits, the keeper of the gate. And now in today's passage, we're at verse 22. Jesus returns now to this debate about believing with those who are around him. We don't really know how much time has passed between verse 21 And verse 22, but given the continuity of the shepherd imagery, I would guess it's not too much later, and that those folks with whom he's in conversation are his usual 
regular, predictable challengers. We can assume that that group gathered on Solomon's colonnade are not unfamiliar with his teacher from Nazareth. They understand him to be complex and also a threat. Hence their seemingly impatient question. How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Messiah, tell us plainly. It appears that these folks want to know exactly what to believe. The word believe, by the way, appears in the Gospel of John 98 times. It's really John's overarching theme. And today we're seeing in John the finale of Jesus' public ministry, so it makes sense that we focus once again on believing. You remember how John will conclude his gospel in chapter 20. Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book, but these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in his name. Life in his name. Yes, John is all about believing. Let's be clear, though, John is not talking about doubt. That's a very different thing. The author Oz Guinness once wrote, Show me the intensity of a man's doubt, and I will show you the intensity of his faith. We work through issues when we doubt. Doubt looks for answers. Doubt says, I'd like to believe, but I need this roadblock cleared away, and then I'll believe. That is much different from disbelief, unbelief, which isn't interested, actually, and only looks for excuses. Today, Jesus is talking about and to those who don't believe, those who will not believe. Again, over the first part of chapter 10, he's reiterated what it looks like for those who believe. The sheep know him. The sheep recognize his voice. They hear him call their name, and therefore they follow him. Today, we remember that belonging to the shepherd is chiefly and deeply relational. It's about knowing and being known, about mutual recognition, a speaking of names, a personal responsiveness, a shared understanding. But those that are questioning Jesus today, they're in precisely the opposite reality. They demand that he tell them who he is when he's already told them at length who he is. I've told you, he says and you do not believe. In other words, unlike his sheep, they have not heard, they've not accepted his voice. Jesus then reminds them of the works that he's done, which clearly reveal who he is, but which don't seem to make a dent on the closed doors of their minds. Matthew Henry once wrote, there are none so blind as those who will not see. There are none so deaf as those who will not hear. We all know people just like this, folks who have simply made their mind up and have decided not to believe. How long will you keep us in doubt, this group says to Jesus today? Jesus is rightfully incredulous. Doubt? You don't even believe me. I've told you, and you don't believe. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. You do not believe because you are not of my sheep. My sheep hear my voice. They know me. I know them. I suspect then that today might be a good time for us to pause and simply ask ourselves this. What does it mean to call ourselves Christian? Where is Jesus leading us? Are we listening to his voice? Are we following him? 
In verse 25, Jesus says, the works that I do in my Father's name testify to me. In other words, you don't believe the things I'm saying. You don't believe the claims I'm making, but you can't deny the things that I am doing. My works are unmistakable of who I am. You say, tell you plainly? I've told you plainly. At least believe my works. My sheep hear my voice. I know them. They follow me, and I give them eternal life. Don't you love that? We will never be able to earn eternal life. It is a free and undeserved gift of God's grace that comes to us this day by believing. And then, and this is important, Jesus says, no one will snatch them out of my hand. What the Father has given me is greater than all else, and no one can snatch it out of the Father's hand. Hey, everyone, you're in good hands. Jesus is holding you. The Father is holding you. In Deuteronomy, we hear, the eternal God is your refuge, and underneath are the everlasting arms. What beautiful news for us today. Jesus is holding you. So yes, this remains, to believe or not to believe. That is the question, and why? Because God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son to the end that all that believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Thanks be to God. Amen.